So yesterday, every trip, we don't have any COVID signs. We have no signs of COVID. But after every trip, we do the responsible thing, every reporting trip, and we go and get a COVID test because as part of our reporting, we do have to put ourselves in situations where we are around people and we're in a pandemic. So we immediately go and get a COVID test. We went yesterday and they were out. So we went first thing this morning and I said, okay, we still have tests, but there's gonna be a wait. Three hours later, and by the way, I don't know what time it was that they ran out, but not that long after we got there, again, first thing in the morning, they were out of tests. So it took around three hours for us to actually get our tests. And once again, they, they ran out of tests. And, and the only reason for that, the only possible reason for that is because the, the cases are rising so dramatically that these facilities are running out of tests. It's it's scary. It's really 100, scary. 128,000 cases yesterday, which is a, rec a record. There's been basically a record number of cases for three days in a row. So uh, we'll get to that. Of course, uh, somebody just made a comment. Important to remember, Trump might have been defeated. Trumpism is not going anywhere. Yeah, we've been saying that. Trumpism is not going anywhere. Frankly, I think what Trump is doing right now, which is emails and text messages calling about fraud and we need to fight, might actually create a dangerous situation. So um, I think I don't want to be dramatic, call it a new civil war. Uh, apparently, there's going to be MAGA or Stop the Steal rallies all over the country this coming week. Um, I, as somebody who has actually covered election fraud, for those of you who followed me a couple years ago, I was on the ground in 2016 during the tw uh, New York primary when there was actually election fraud. Uh, as somebody who was on the ground in Iowa during the Democratic primary this year uh, and the whole app fiasco, to me, that was actually fraud. Mm -hmm. You look at online, they're literally just regular people, Bernie people are putting up the, um, the delegate sheets and showing that, wait a minute, they're reporting these precincts as going to Biden or Judge mm -hmm. or whomever, but Bernie actually won these uh, precincts. There's actually, like, there's actual proven examples of election, election fraud that I have found. In this case, and we're, uh, unfortunately, we even have to say this to some so-called progressive media, there's no proven election fraud. Like seeing things on Twitter or seeing you know, Rudy Giuliani's rantings at a press conference mm. or like isolated incidents here and there, that's not proof, proof of anything. And I think it's unfortunate because we've seen even people in progressive media that like are so hardcore anti-Democrat that they can't, you know, can't even acknowledge that Biden won the election legitimately. I mean, I saw, yeah. I won't name the channel, but I saw one channel like ranting that, it's a fact there's there's election fraud and calling like other progressive channels like sellouts for not covering it, like basically saying we're not covering it because it would help Trump. And it's like, no, I'm not covering it because I haven't seen anything. Right. Like one like a couple machine like a county in Michigan where votes flipped from Trump to Biden because of a glitch and then the county switched it back. And apparently other counties that use the same equipment are looking at it. That's not fraud. Sometimes there's actual legitimate 
glitches. Well, and on an update to that story, the reporting on that is strange in any case because they now are saying it's human error. So we've said it over and over in all of our uh, post-election coverage. Absolutely, if there are instances of election fraud or voter fraud, which are, of course, two separate things, call it out, report it. It, it is important to, to protect uh, the integrity of our elections. But that doesn't mean just taking every single claim that the alt-right puts out there and, and claiming that it's news. And for those who, who like to come on our chats or whatever and say, oh, you guys are, are fake news, you're not even looking into these claims of election fraud, like you don't actually care about our um, democracy, which by the way, we don't have a democracy. Um, but no, do you know how many hours I've spent on freaking Parler and Breitbart? <laughs> and like, oh, I, yeah, I've been looking into all these psychotic claims. <laughs> And I'm here to tell you, I've been watching Rudy. I've been watching them all. Like, I am looking into this stuff. It's just not credible, okay? If there's something credible, we will be the first to tell you. We promise you. We promise you. If you see something credible, not crackpot shittery, email us, info at statusquo.com. We promise you. We are here to report the facts, whether it helps Trump or whatever. Like, we're... Yeah, we tell you we don't like Trump, but facts are facts and election integrity is election integrity. So don't come at us and tell us we're not looking into things that I am losing sleep because I am looking into it. Because I also think like <laughs> there's some outlets that are so like, I have to be, you know, I have to be more against the Democratic Party than anyone else. That, they're, that they get blinded and they don't look at things on a case by case basis. They just think, it's fraud, period. Everything's fraud. Everything. It's just hilarious to me because like, you know, if if you don't if you don't just push conspiracy nonsense, you're a sellout. If you made a personal decision to vote for Biden, you're a sellout. Even though I criticized Biden like till election day. It's not like I took a day off from criticizing Biden. I didn't change my coverage. I just decided to vote for him. There's just this weird extremist thing happening on the left or people that claim to be left. And like, I've seen certain channels like that are saying like, I'm more progressive than like channels like this. And like, we there's proof of um, election fraud. And I watched like 15, 20 minutes of their live stream and they offer no proof. They just offer like an isolated county in Michigan or something here as as some type of sign that there was this grand conspiracy in all the states that uh, Biden won to take it away from Trump. That's not journalism. That's just conspiratorial speculation. And it's unfortunate because some people watch it. But the truth of the matter is Biden did win. We're about to take apart the Democratic Party narrative because he didn't win for the reasons that they're claiming he won. And most importantly, Democrats in the House and the Senate didn't lose because of progressives, which they're trying to pin the blame on the defeats of corporate Democrats on socialism or defund the police, which is ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. There's two different things. You could have isolated incidents in certain counties or certain states where either intentional fraud happened or there was just glitches, right? That could be true. There was a glitch in Michigan with a county and votes did switch from Trump to Biden. The county switched those votes back to Trump. 
And the other counties that use the same software are looking at the software and making sure that the votes weren't wrongly switched there too. So you could have incidents, whether it's intentional or not, of of where votes were wrongly um, taken from Trump and given to Biden or where um, maybe in one area there wasn't enough legal observers. Sure, those things could be true. That's very different than what Trump, the Republicans, Rudy Giuliani, and frankly, some quote-unquote progressive outlets are putting out there that there was a widespread coordinated, coordinated um, conspiracy in many, many states to like give dead vote, you know, put give Biden the votes of dead people, of um, keeping out election observers, uh, Republican election observers, of um, allowing more ballots that were sent in after election day. We were on the ground in Philadelphia. A lot of these people ranting about these conspiracies don't leave their home. We were just in Philadelphia. We spoke with a Republican who was inside the ballot counting. She was inside the building, the Philadelphia Convention Center, observing. She said, there's plenty of Republican legal observers. And she was a Trump supporter telling us that. She, t- she said, there are Republican um, observers. She said, frankly, I think Corey Lewandowski trying to storm in was a publicity mm. stunt. There was no like Republican observers being blocked from coming in because we were there. We actually spoke with a Republican observer inside the building. So this is kind of the conspiracy nonsense that unfortunately some progressives are getting wrapped up in. Two things could be true. Did they steal it from Bernie in 2016? Was there fraud? Yes! I've covered that for four years. Did they did they steal it from Bernie in Iowa this year? Yes. Is in general their election fraud and the DNC rigs it against progressives? Yes. The problem is when you take that, those previous things, and you take that, and then your operating principle, not ask, not actually requiring proof, is just to say, yeah, there's fraud. It's all fraud. Every election is fraud. To just say, because you've seen some, like, I literally, we posted it this morning. I interviewed a nice guy in Philadelphia. I don't know. He seemed reasonable. Who was telling me, yeah, there's fraud because I see it on Twitter. And I asked him, like, okay, I see a lot of things on Twitter. That doesn't make it fraud. That just means people are passing shit around. But like, as somebody who's actually exposed election fraud in the first place, like I'm not seeing actual election fraud. I'm not seeing enough fraud and a grand conspiracy that would have flipped Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin to Trump. There's no evidence of that. And as a journalist, if you consider yourself a journalist, because you could just be a crackpot commentator going for clicks, but if you consider a journalist, you don't state speculation as fact. Yeah. I have covered election fraud. I was at the courthouse on the New York primary day in 2016. They purged 200,000 voters off the rolls in Brooklyn. I was there. I was the only journalist that was covering the New York election fraud. I was in Iowa this year covering the app, and that was fraud. Okay? I know what I'm talking about. There is a difference between a couple isolated incidents around the country. Some might be glitches in the software. Of course, Lee Camp has done great work on this. 
election machines are open to be rigged and, and hacked. That's 100% true. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that's not true that election machines could be hacked. What I'm saying is there's a difference between seeing um, isolated incidents in a county in Michigan or seeing an incident, you know, here and there. And it might be suspicious. And yes, by all means, look into it. For example, I'd like to know the county in Michigan that flipped the votes from Trump to Biden, incidentally, or they say accidentally, and then switched it back to Trump once they realized there's apparently 40 or so other counties that use the same equipment that glitched in one county. So I will follow up to find out, did they review all the counts in those other counties? Did those other counties flip from Trump to Biden accidentally? That is legitimate to look into that. But there's a difference between finding isolated incidents. That's one thing. And then pushing a narrative, because that's what these channels are doing, Republicans and progressives, and pushing a narrative that there is widespread, there's a widespread conspiracy. That's what they're saying, that there's a widespread conspiracy in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, all the states that Trump lost, right? Mm. That there's a widespread conspiracy, an intentional act in all these states to give Biden the votes of dead people, to literally ballot harvest, to create new ballots, to bar Republican legal observers, even though we were literally on the ground in Philadelphia two days ago, on the ground, talking to a living, breathing Republican legal observer who said, yeah, it's, ridic it's ridiculous. This place is packed with legal observers. Republic there are plenty of Republican observers. They're not blocking Trump observers. They're blocking randos off of the street who want to come in because Trump is tweeting that they're not letting them in. That place was packed with legal observers, including Republican legal observers. How do we know? We didn't find it on Twitter. We were there. We spoke with them. There's, to, to claim, as Nico and some others are doing, that there's, it's just, it's just a fact. There's a widespread conspiracy all over the country that flipped enough votes from Trump to Biden. It's just, it's, it's, it's not journalism. Frankly, it's not even commentary. It's just conspiracy bad nutso. And this is coming from somebody who doesn't like the Democratic Party. This is coming from somebody that knows the DNC rigged two primaries against Bernie Sanders. This is coming from somebody who, by the way, through Election Day, was bashing Joe Biden. But some don't understand nuance. They don't understand that you can be against the corruption of the Democratic Party while also stating facts. Yeah. Here's the facts. Biden won the election, at least the general election, hmm. fairly. Yeah. Trump was a president presiding over 235,000 people dying. He wrongly tried to attack Biden as a socialist boogeyman rather than going after Biden on NAFTA, TPP, and his terrible record. Trump, honestly, uh, would have crushed Biden in a landslide if not for COVID, in my opinion. And the exit polls we're about to read to you show Trump's it wasn't fraud. You want to know why Trump lost? He lost a lot of the white voters. He lost a lot of the older white voters that he had in 2016. Why? Because maybe older white voters don't like his handling of a deadly pandemic, which they are the most susceptible of. 
Trump also, which should be a shameful embarrassment to the Democratic Party, Trump increased, I have the tweet, Trump increased among black men by five percentage points. He increased among black women, black women by four percentage points. He increased among Latino women by three percentage points. He increased among Latino men by four percentage points. That is embarrassing if you are the Democratic Party and a huge warning for upcoming elections. In Texas in specific, Trump, a large reason Trump won was Hispanic turnout for him. This is a man building a wall around Mexico and the Democratic Party is down 4% among black women, 4% among black, 5% among black men, 3% among Latino women, 4% among Latino men. You're not going to hear that in corporate media. So I'm done ranting. I think Hmm. these other channels, unless you have actual evidence of something, like when I was in New York in 2016 at the courthouse, there was evidence. I'm talking about the New York primary. There was evidence at that point of tens of thousands of Democratic voters being purged off the rolls. It ended up being 200,000 that got purged off the rolls in Brooklyn. That, That was evidence. I actually interviewed people who were purged. I actually um, saw uh, registrations that were not accepted arbitrarily. That was, there was evidence there. That was one primary. This time in the Iowa caucus with the app and uh, precincts being reported, uh, you know, during the Iowa caucus this year, precincts being reported that they went to Pete Buttigieg, even though people were literally posting screenshots on Twitter of the vote tallies, caucus site to caucus site, going for Bernie, but they were giving to they were given to Pete. That's that's evidence, right? Uh, Tom Perez, literally at the last minute during the Democratic the Iowa caucus, trying to basically cancel out the satellite locations that Bernie did very well among Latinos in Iowa and this and that. I mean, it was reported on. Uh, that was evidence that they were basically trying by any means necessary to give Pete the optical victory. Bernie won more popular votes in Iowa. So there's a difference between evidence mm-hmm. and Rudy Giuliani mm-hmm. and Corey Lewandowski and 4chan and, and whatever other nutso. So I yeah. say shame on so-called progressives who, because they're so pure and they're so much more progressive than us, and they hate the Democratic Party more than anyone else, that they are literally pushing bad conspiracy theories and passing it off as journalism. Cringe. You know, I I have to say, and I've said this so many times, I'm tired of saying it, because I just saw a comment, but you voted for him. I understand that extremists like you, whoever, whoever wrote that, because you are extreme. I mean, I'm just telling you, whoever's like trying to voter shame others who voted for Biden, your way of thinking is extreme. I'm telling you like straight to your face, through the internet, you are an extremist. And I'll explain why. If you don't understand, if you don't understand that there is different levels of ha- heinous figures If you don't understand that when you have two extremely terrible choices and one is a psychopath (laughs) who's taking joy rides around the hospital with a deadly disease and endangering others. If you don't understand that 
There's somebody who is walking into the White House still with an actively contagious virus without a mask that is literally holding massive cult suicide events. That's what these Trump super... We were just at an event with 10,000 people without masks on top, of each, on top of each other. Trump holding those events, knowing people are going to die. If you don't understand that I'd rather... It's not about supporting Joe Biden. It's about who would I rather fight? If I have to fight one of these assholes, would I rather fight Joe Biden and Neera Tanden? Or would I rather fight Donald Trump and white militia groups, Proud Boys, QAnon, 4chan, Rudy Giuliani? This doesn't mean I don't think Joe Biden is a corrupt warmonger. He is. It doesn't mean that we don't think Joe Biden is a unique danger or threat. It just means I happen to think personally, and if you don't agree, that's okay. It doesn't mean you're a sellout or I'm a sellout. There used to be this thing in the progressive movement called discussion. Dissent is possibly okay. You're not a sellout for, you know, not agreeing. Yeah, Biden is bad. I have been, and I, I'm not a lesser of two evils thinker, but I do believe there are extenuating circumstances. In, I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton in 2016, and I got a hell of a I lot. I didn't of, either. I got a hell of a lot of grief from my family, from my friends, from the woman I was dating at the time. I didn't vote for her because I didn't think. I, I thought that I live in New York. It's a blue state, and whatever. It's not going to make a difference. And Hillary Clinton is a criminal warmonger. And I hadn't seen what I saw over the next four years from Trump. But when I'm literally, you're, when you're calling me a sellout, you're not at these Trump rallies, pal, or, or gal who are saying this. When, when you're so pure and calling other people sellouts, you're not in the middle of maniac super spreader events where people are 10,000 people are packed like sardines and the fearless leader without a mask is on stage reveling in it. Not a care in the world that people are going to get sick and die from these events. I'm sorry if I think that's just a tad bit worse than a country club Republican becoming president in Joe Biden. And if that makes me a sellout, then I'm proud to be one. And you're a f extremist. And I'm not going to be vote shamed by people on Twitter hmm. or in chats mm -hmm. saying that you're a, you're a sellout because you voted against Trump. I didn't vote, Mike. You wimped out, Jordan. Mike, you're a f loser. Maybe not PC to say. Mm -hmm. You're an extremist. It's true, though. And you, I don't <laughs> know if you're white, black, or the other thing. You have privilege. You have privilege. Because there's a lot of people that can't afford and don't have the privilege that you probably have for another four years of this maniac. And by the way, to, you know, I, I'm a wimp and I'm a sellout because you're so pure. Mike, do you think Donald Trump was joking when he said, I want more than two terms? Do you think, do you think Donald Trump was joking that he would try to change the constitution to serve more than two terms? Like, it just boggles my mind. People have such blinders on. Mike, you have such blinders on 
that you're so extreme, like the Democratic Party is evil and corrupt. Yeah, they are. But sometimes in politics, you have to look at the two individual people rather than just the parties. Yeah, Biden is a threat. Will he, is it possible he'll launch a war? Yeah, it is. Should people fight him? Yeah. Am I naive enough to think we're going to move him left? No, I've told my audience that's bullshit. He ain't moving left. No, yeah. But do I think he's going to actively hold events that endanger people's lives? Do I think he's somewhat competent to lower the spread of the coronavirus, which not only is murdering and it is on pace to murder 500,000 Americans, but might create a Great Depression? Yeah, I do think he's more competent than Trump to do that. And if that makes me a sellout, then piss off. Hmm. You're a loser. You're an extremist. And you're probably listening to extremists on YouTube, too. Yeah. And I don't need you as a, as a viewer or a subscriber. I respect if you didn't vote for Biden. I never told anyone to vote for Biden. The Young Turks was pleading with people to vote for Biden. I never said that. I say vote for whoever you want. Who the hell am I to tell you how to vote? I told you who I was going to vote for based on my personal calculation. So if I'm not pure enough for you, then go buy some Purell. <laughs> anyway, can we? Well, yeah. So the reason I want to make it very clear that the, the reason we are bringing up the fact that some people are getting brainwashed and that some other like YouTube posts or other people on the Internet are leading people astray is, you know, some people are like, oh, don't do, like don't infight. Why are people infighting in the progressive world? Like because why those are people aren't progressives? Yes. So, so some people who purport to be progressives are not progressives. Some people who purport to have your best interests in mind are, in fact, just grifters. And I am very protective of the industry I work in. Journalism is what I live and breathe. Other than my children, status quo is it's my third child. Like I value journalism and, and the work we do and like the people we cover the, the topics we cover it is incredibly important to me so when i see someone out there spewing bullshit and putting out like lies and just misleading people for clicks and money it makes me very angry and i also hate seeing people misled i actively keep an eye on conspiracy theories on cons actual conspiracies i keep my eye on what's going on with the alt-right i keep my eye on what's going on with um people worse than the alt-right i keep my eye on what's going on with the left and the right and the centrist and i i i try my best to understand people progressives want everyone to breathe clean air even people in north and south dakota we want everyone to have health care even people in rural areas and even people in working class white america we want everyone to have a chance at the american dream we're not saying we're not saying leave people out we're saying bring people in but if parts of our party when we bring home the bacon as we did just yesterday call us radical like republicans did that's not the starting place of a good family conversation what, one, lo one level said here is what one level said is Bill Clinton's bu budget in 1993, which is the economic plan, Barack Obama's health care bill got over the top by two senators, different senators from Nebraska. You got to be able to, as Matt and others, you got to be able to run in places and win in the unexpected. That's number one. Number two, I, you said to George early on lessons. A red state Florida that voted for Trump, and I, say, I hate saying this red state, voted for Trump, but voted for an increase in the minimum wage. In Illinois, where I'm from, voted for Joe Biden and against a progressive income tax. California 
a very blue state, voted against workers' rights for gig employees. That was there an is, awful initiative, I, I, though, I, okay, <laughs> the but, way it was written. But, but, the point is, life is complicated, and to get the threads here, you're going to have to have policies that actually add, bring votes rather than push those votes away. Your thoughts. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am. This is this is infuriating. Um, it just it's so out of touch and it's, it's condescending, too. It's like these these are what Yvette is talking about. These are good, solid policies that um, the American people stand before. These are policies that other countries have and have ha have had that are actually like not not even progressive there that are just normal like even conservative <laughs> um and yet Rahm Emanuel is condescendingly presenting it as pie in the sky crazy and totally unreachable I don't know if he actually believes that I think it probably has more to do with um money and the people he surrounds himself with maybe he's convinced himself of that after all this time of being in that world but the fact that he is so condescending and honestly such a dick about it, like I want to punch him in the face. Not really, CIA, like not really. It's just a joke. But that's disgusting. First of all, first of all, I think it's pretty radical during a deadly pandemic to remain on a position of for-profit healthcare. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty radical. Yeah. That you, Heidi Heidkamp, Rahm Emanuel, and others are sticking by a position even before the pandemic, but during a pandemic that creates a barrier to life if you don't pay for coronavirus treatment. Yes. I had to pay $100 today with health insurance for a coronavirus test. Think, let me repeat that. I had to pay $100 for a coronavirus test and I don't have symptoms. It was just for a precaution. That's radical. It's radical that these people stand by a immoral for-profit system because they're corrupt. It's radical that the United Nations has told us, this was years ago, so it's even worse now, that we only have 12 years left until irre irre irreversible damage to the planet. And these people are talking about, you know, it's like you're literally, your house is on fire and Heidi Heitkamp is saying, well, we don't want to be just we don't want to disturb the neighbors by trying to put out the fire let's not disturb the neighbors that's radical let me tell you something i've reported in north dakota if there was a democrat like bernie that came out with a plan to radically shift away from fossil fuels but still employ all of those oil and gas workers in north dakota and texas and make sure that they have money coming to them as those industries shift, make sure that we have a transition for those workers to wind, solar, and clean energy. The workers of Texas and North Dakota would be for it. They're not married to fossil fuels. They're, they just need a stable income to support their families. These people are radical, but our corporate media, through manufacturing consent, has made us the radicals not the people standing by for-profit healthcare that is killing people. There are people that will not get the COVID test because they can't afford any copay, much less a hundred dollar copay. Mm -hmm. There are people that won't go to the hospital because they can't afford the treatment because it ain't free. These people are radical. And the other thing is when Rahm Emanuel says, like he pointed out Florida, for example, 
says life's complicated because Florida voted for Trump, meaning they voted for the Republican, but on the ballot measure, they, they had a ballot measure for $15 minimum wage. So he's basically saying people have different, you know, people compartmentalize. Not everybody's pure progressive or pure anything. I got news for you, Rahm Emanuel. If you had a candidate running as a Democrat that was for Medicare for all, there's for a Green New Deal that was running a bold, visionary campaign, they would have won Florida and defeated Donald Trump. And the ballot measure for $15 minimum wage would have passed. If you don't run on anything other than the other guy is bad, yeah, generally conservative areas, because Florida tends to be more Republican, is going to vote for the Republican. If you don't give them anything to vote for, if your whole message is characters on the ballot <laughs> and we will, you know, Trump is an existential threat. Yeah, they're not going to vote. You're not going to get enough votes to win. But they might be for certain policies. Same exact thing on the other side. Biden won all these primary states, frankly, because the media drilled people with, he's the electable one, he's the safest, Bernie would lose in a landslide. But even though Biden won those uh, primary states in the Democratic primary, every single one of them said they were for Medicare for all. In the exit polls, majority support for Medicare for all in all the, Demo- all the Democratic primary states, even though they voted for Biden. Well, why did they vote for Biden? Maybe because the media gave him $100 million of free advertising between South Carolina and Super Tuesday. CNN, MSNBC, they were like a literally a, a, a pep rally for Joe Biden for four days between South Carolina and Super Tuesday. That was very helpful to Joe Biden. Exit polls on Super Tuesday showed his voters, half of his voters decided in those final days. What were they what were they looking at in those final days when they decided to vote for Joe Biden? CNN, MSNBC, The New York Times, The Washington Post prostituting themselves for Joe Biden. I mean, it's not that complicated. Of course, Rahm Emanuel knows this. They all know this, but they make money. They're consultants. They work for Wall Street banks, like Rahm Emanuel is, I think he's a consultant for a Wall Street bank. It's such intellectual dishonesty. And how this stuff continues is you have people like George Stephanopoulos who just sit there like a mannequin and don't challenge them on any of this bullshit. 